introduction. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people who have very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows. Um, my name is Natasha, and I pretty much only exclusively watch cartoons. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much exclusively watch live-action dramas. Yeah, and this week I made Jesse watch the pilot episode of my current obsession and favorite <laughs> show, Arcane, which is the, the League of Legends show that came out on Netflix in November, which, when we're recording this, is very recent. By the time this episode comes out, it will be several months, but it's still pretty <laughs> new. It's the new League of Legends show called Arcane. I, I really like the disclaimer of, like, current favorite show. My favorites uh, cycle quickly, but I feel like this is going to stay, like, a top favorite for me for a while because, boy, is it good. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you know anything about this before I made you watch it? I didn't know anything about the show specifically. I knew either you or someone on Tumblr said that, like, League of Legends should stop making games and just continue on their media and completely forget about their giant MMO. Yeah, if I did say that, I was quoting a post of some kind because a lot of people online have been saying that for a long time and were saying it when the show came out. They're like, yeah, they should just make shows. <laughs> yeah, I know very little about the game League of Legends. I have seen like a YouTube video on it. Because one of my favorite YouTubers did, like, a League of Legends thing. And I was like, well, League of Legends is uh, known for some shit. But <laughs> whatever. I like this YouTuber. So I do kind of know how it's played. But mm -hmm. I don't know any of the, like, lore or the background. Yeah. To be fair, neither do I. I've never played League of Legends. I know some people who have played it. I know, like, about it. You know, I have, I have a gist of how the game works. But, like, yeah, I've never played it. I know nothing about the lore. I knew none of the characters. <laughs> I wasn't planning on watching the show, except everybody online, like, everyone I follow on Twitter and Tumblr and stuff, were posting about this show and talking about how good it is. And I was like, I have, I have to watch it. And I honestly think that you don't need to know anything about the game to appreciate it. No, I wasn't lost at all. I wouldn't have even known it was League of Legends if it didn't say that on the title card. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, a lot of the characters, I've looked this up since, a lot of the characters in the show are from the game, but, like, they give you all the context you need in the show. You, yeah, you don't, I really don't think you need to know anything about the game to watch it. Yeah. Okay, so should I jump in to my overview? Yeah, yeah. Tell me what happened in the pilot of Arcane. Okay, so in the pilot of Arcane... It starts with this, like, creepy music of this kid singing. It's uh, very unsettling horror movie music. Mm -hmm. And everything is, like, red and smoky. And we see this, like... I don't know if it's supposed to be a statue or if it just kind of looks like a statue because of the lighting. But there's, like, this guy's face and you see it and you see something else and something, like, explodes and there's electricity and then he starts moving... Um, you see a bridge, and the stone dude, like, starts walking. I think that's just one of the enforcers. I don't think that's a statue. But there are yeah. also statues, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows? It's really cool. It looks really good. It's, like, mm -hmm. red and smoky. It's really cool art style. 
And for a second, it's like really, really creepy. And then it shows this guy who looks like a pug faced Darth Vader. And I just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> oh, that's the enforcers. They all they all have that. I love that. A pug faced Darth Vader. That's specifically what he looks like, okay? That's so good. And we zoom in on these two girls. One of them's a bit older than the other. The older one has pink hair. The younger one has blue hair. And we know from later on the show, the pink haired girl is named Vi? V? Mm-hmm. Okay. Vi. I had it written down and I was like, I've already forgotten how I pronounce this. I think it's, I think it's short for Violet, but yeah. they always call her Vi. That was my assumption too. Um, and blue haired girl is named Powder. Mm-hmm. And they're walking through the like, it's kind of a wasteland. It's kind of just like war-torn city. And the blue-haired girl is like kind of trying to cover her eyes, but also looking around a bit. And they see this really big dude named Vander. I don't mm-hmm. know his name written here, but Vander. Yeah, it's Vander. And he like sees them and that they're kids and they're abandoned. And he gets all teary-eyed and he's like, you're my kids now. And he carries them to safety. <laughs> He doesn't say that. This is all, like, completely silent. You also see this, like, dead woman on the ground. And it's very much implied that, like, this is the kid's mom and that she died. And then Vander's like, nope, you are my children now. Come with me. (laughs) Yes, Vander just decides to become a dad. Daddy Vander. (laughs) Oh, God. Is this going to be in every episode now? Someone's going to be daddy? We've skipped this for so many episodes, okay? That's true. It was a thing in the in the Race to the Edge episode and the Very Happy Whatever episode. So now you have to name a daddy for Elite. Oh. Shoot. I've forgotten everything we've watched. Grey's Anatomy and Detention Air. Was those the, those the only ones? Oh, Yuri on Ice as well. Yuri on Ice. Oh, we didn't have... But that's Daddy Victor. We know that one. We didn't say it. <laughs> that's true. It's obvious. Um, <laughs> if you're... Comment... On this episode, you can't comment on the episode. Go on our Twitter and comment and tell us who's daddy in those uh, those shows that we just listed. Yeah, do that. Or drag us mercilessly. Either one. I'm fine with it. So, after Vander, like, carries them away, Vi, like, looks up and she has this fierce look on her face as she's looking back on these soldiers and you kind of get the sense that, like, she's going to get revenge for what happened. Like, she's pretty mad about it. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the theme song, which is, like, very good. It's a very it's good so song. So good. Unrelated. Just very good song. This show has really good music. Oh, yeah. The music in the show is great. Every mm-hmm. time they play music, I was like, ooh, I'm just going to chill for a second. <laughs> yeah. I. They must have, like, there must be, like, a Spotify playlist of the soundtrack, and I should go listen to it because... It's very good. You really should. So there's kind of a time jump after the theme song, and Vi and Powder are a little bit older. They're still kids, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a couple years, probably. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what's happening right away. They're, like, climbing around on the roof, and they're talking about um, how they're nervous to get caught. There's these two guys with them who, like, neither of them... I caught, I caught neither of their names for, like, a really long time. I know one of them is Milo, and I don't know the other one's name. The other one is named Clagor, which is a really weird name, and it also took me a long time to figure out what his name is. Okay. Yeah, so they're with Milo and Clagor. My note on Milo is that he has a really fucked up face, <laughs> because, like, 
that bone structure cannot be healthy. Like, I, <laughs> I know it's the art style. It's very, like, angular and pointy. Mm-hmm. His face looks weird. That's true. Also, compared to the other characters, I feel like most of the other characters have slightly more realistic proportions. And then Milo just has a wildly pointy face. <laughs> yeah, everyone looks really normal in comparison to him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So they do some cool parkour around some buildings, and they're not only worried about getting caught, they're worried about Vander finding out what they're up to, and Vi's like, he would have done the same thing in his day, and it's like, well, his day was before the war, so can you really say that? But that's beside the point. (laughs) I have some questions in this show that's literally like, hmm. Are you thinking correctly? But they're also teenagers, so it's fine. Yeah, they're pretty young. They're making bad choices. Don't worry, they get... Bad things happen to them because they made bad choices. I don't want bad things to happen to them. They're just teenagers. Mm-hmm. So they land on this balcony and the door is locked and Milo is like, I'm the only one who can pick locks, so you all just calm down. And then Vi just like swings into the door and breaks it. It's very funny. I love Vi. And they're just breaking into this place of, like, an inventor. He has a bunch of cool stuff. He has, like, the little solar system dude. Powder is very into the stuff. Everyone else is, like, just grab everything expensive and run. Krigor asks, like, how can anyone have so much stuff? And Milo's like, simple, just get born lucky, (laughs) which, oh, good times. So someone is coming and Powder's, like, kind of wandered off. So Vi pulls Powder out and Powder, uh drops this like blue gem thing she found Mm -hmm. and we see it like skitter across the floor and it's like building electrical charge kind of and then it explodes and the whole Mm -hmm. building like kind of explodes and an alarm goes off and suddenly guards are chasing them and there's this little chase sequence and at one point during this chase sequence the guards are like they're getting away and I'm like They're the only people in this entire city running, and it's very (laughs) empty, and you're, like, maybe three feet from them. So. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of incompetent. (laughs) They were, like, they're getting away. I'm, like, "Mm, are they? (laughs) It would have made sense later on in the chase, but the point at which they say it, I'm, like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, So the crew, like, slides down a trash chute, and they start arguing, and then they go home, and they're confronted by this, like, weird gang dude who's blonde, and he wants their stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a brawl, and Powder kind of, like, hides, and we have this, like, slow-motion fight sequence until someone sees Powder, and then she takes off running, because she has Mm -hmm. all the stuff. And we keep seeing the fight, and it's faster now, and they win the fight... Except for that one blonde dude is on the ground and he pulls out a knife and he's like, wait. And Vi just like comes up to him and she's like, don't try me, bitch. (laughs) And he goes away. (laughs) Vi is so cool. She's really cool. I really like her. So we go back to Powder getting chased and she kind of gets run into a dead end and she throws out this little like dog grenade. There's like a dog drawn on it. It's not Mm -hmm. like dogs. god a grenade made out of dogs what would that be i have no idea a pokeball and it just like releases a bunch of dogs maybe anyways it's not that it's she puts nails in it it's a nail bomb which is oh yeah scary yeah it's like a dirty bomb it doesn't do anything it like smokes up the guy kind of like laughs 
So she throws the bag over the fence to distract him and runs. And it falls in water. The fence is like over some water. It doesn't yeah. just like land in a street or something. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of throws it to the side. No, yeah, it, no it, it sinks. <laughs> it's like in the ocean or whatever. I forgot that was like a relevant fact. Yeah, that's very important. The point is they can no longer get the stuff. It is at the bottom of the sea now. <laughs> Cut back to everyone being together. Milo's upset that Powder threw everything away and says she always screws up their jobs. And also she's like 12, so maybe cut her some slack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're in this cool elevator and they're going down and everything is glowing vaguely green in this kind of like the bad part of town where they mm-hmm. live. And then we cut to this bar and there's this guy and he's like, I need to get paid for the job. And the person he's talking to is like, no, we're only going to pay you this much. And he's like, no, give me the money. And then Vander comes over and he's like, no, you have to pay him the full price because this is my bar and that's what I do. Vander is everybody's daddy. He is. The whole bar goes silent too. They're like, ooh, you're trying to fuck with Vander. That's a bad idea. So Vander like wins that argument. He gets this guy paid and then he sees all the kids going downstairs and he's like, gotta check on my children. Mm-hmm. So he goes downstairs and he knows exactly what's happening. He's like, why did I hear that something exploded and there were a bunch of kids running away and <laughs> all these things. And Vi's like, nobody even saw. And he's like, you blew up a building. Blind <laughs> this guy. I would yes. also argue that they are all very unique looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just because they're the main characters of a TV show. <laughs> yeah, but like... Someone definitely knows it was them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, good, the things are gone. No one can connect you to it. And I'm like, mm, well, they were pretty close to a lot of people who know they mm. did it. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no one can prove it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I get the sense this isn't a place that's very stuck on what can be proved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, anyways, Vander has a little heart-to-heart with only Vi, and he basically tells her that because everyone looks up to her, it's her fault when they get all in trouble, which seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah, but I guess he's also really trying to drill into her, like, don't do dangerous stuff that can get all of my children killed, please. Yeah, but, like... Other than Powder, the guys would probably be doing it without her. Yeah, I that's fair. I feel like she's kind of like the ringleader, but like, yeah, I don't know how much older or younger Milo and Clagger are. They can't be that much younger than her, so like... Yeah, they don't, they seem very close to the same age. Yeah, but I guess she's just like the little leader of their yeah. little group. I guess. She's still a kid. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't seem yeah. like great parenting. <laughs> well, to be fair, Vander just picked up some children in a war-torn area at some point and just decided to be a dad. He didn't get parenting lessons. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. No one said Vander was a good dad. He's a good dad in my heart. He looks yeah. like a good dad. He tries. Okay. He, he really, he loves his kids. I like him a lot because I like his face and not necessarily <laughs> because of who he is as a person. He, he does have a, a wholesome face. He also, after telling Vi this, um, tells the boys they should know better than to come back from a job empty-handed. And I'm like, wait, you just, like, took care of your daughter's wounds and were like, you've got to, like, be careful. And then you go to the boys and you're like, fuck you. You have to do a job and you have to bring stuff back. Like, mm, it seems a little sexist. I don't think that was the intention, but, that is, yeah, it was kind of weird being like, it's good that you got rid of the stuff and then... 
but also you should have had the stuff. <laughs> it's like, right? did you want them to have the stuff or not? And it's also weird to tell her, like, you're the ringleader, you're the reason they get into trouble, and then to go to them and be like, if you're gonna do stupid shit, you have to bring back shit. And it's like, <laughs> what? What's happened here? I don't know. Yeah, I think that was kind of a throwaway line. A little bit weird. Uh, we go back to Powder, and Powder finds, like, a bunch of the blue things that she'd hid in her pockets, and she goes to, like, tell Vi and Milo, but she overhears them talking about her, and she leaves before Vi, like, defends her, because Milo's being like, Powder messes everything up, and Vi goes, no, she doesn't. She's my <laughs> sister. Fuck off. <laughs> yes, Vi's a good sister. Vi's a very, very strong character. So mm-hmm. Vander takes Kragor to this shop, which is where they the kids had overheard the tip to go do this thing. He mm-hmm. goes to that shop, and him and the shopkeeper kind of have a heart-to-heart about how dumb their kids are. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. That's, like, the whole conversation. It's really great. They're just, like, two dads talking about their problematic kids. <laughs> They're great. And Kragor's outside, and he's talking to the kid who gave them this tip, and the kid's mm-hmm. name is Little Man. I assume the kid actually has a name. His his name is Echo. I think they say it at one point. I do think they say that, but they also yeah. just call him Little Man. And I'm yeah. Like, he's not a little man. He's a child. Yeah, I don't know why they call him Little Man, but yeah, his name is Echo. They mostly call him Echo after this episode. But he's Little Man. But he's also Little Man. That's his, like, code name. <laughs> so he talks to Little Man about, like, where are you getting the tips? Also, Krager is so willing to admit that, like, Vi's the reason they got away from the altercation <laughs> they were in. He's like, Vi beat them all up for us. I was okay because she did it. <laughs> they all think Vi's super cool and they're correct. They are correct. And as Krager is talking to Little Man, some, uh, like, the enforcers come by in their gas masks. So Krager runs off and the enforcers go into the bar where the two dads are talking. And the female enforcer pretty immediately tells the male enforcer to like, go fuck off. Uh, Mm -hmm. Go do something else. Yeah, because the male enforcer is super aggressive and terrible. super aggressive out of absolutely nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. He just hates the Undercity. Yeah, which like... If you ha- every time you had to go deal with a crime, but like I'm not supporting cops because, like, <laughs> but if every time you had to deal with a crime, you had to go into a place that was terribly polluted and put on a gas mask, I probably wouldn't be too happy either. But he is awful, and he gets thrown out. Um, and Vander and this woman enforcer, they kind of have friends. I did have her name, and I've forgotten it. I think it's I think it's Grayson. I think yes. that's her. I think she's like Sheriff Grayson or something. That sounds right. So Grayson is like look, someone needs to go down for this. This was a place, like, full of bombs. Mm-hmm. I need people to feel safe. Just, like, give me a name. And Vander says, no, I can't give you a name. Which might be because he genuinely doesn't rat on people and might just be because the name is his child. Yeah. <laughs> Unclear at this point. But the excuse he gives is, like, I don't rat people out. These are my people, whatever. And then we go home, and Powder is making this new bomb, and she's named it Whisker. And it's—is it a cat or is it a mouse? I'm not sure. It's a little animal. It's a little guy. And Vi comes to have a talk with her, and a little heart to heart. And she goes, "I'm tough. I fight, but you don't have to. You have these cool bombs." And Powder, Powder says, "They never work." So Vi takes her up on the roof to show her the places that everyone else in their crew is fucked up. <laughs> 
And she's like, Krager got his foot stuck in that canal and Milo fell off the roof while trying to draw this middle finger. And me, my childhood toy is hanging off that telephone wire where someone threw it, which is so sad compared to the other things she said. She was like, yeah, the guys like got stuck doing dumb things. But me, some guy stole my childhood bunny and threw it up there. And I come up out on this roof to stare at it sometimes and hope it'll fall down. And I'm like, bye. That is the saddest thing anyone has ever said. Aww. Poor Vi. Poor Vi. Anyways, Powder shows Vi the blue gems that she kept, and Vi wants to keep them a secret, which, fair enough, your dad didn't want you to have anything from this, <laughs> and you probably do want them, so. And we have this big, intense swell of music as Vi stands on the end of the roof, and she says, one day, this city is going to respect us. And it kind of makes it seem like the plot of the show is going to be Vi becoming a weird, violent underlord in the basement city and starting a revolution but being really twisted and dark about it, which I'm not against. (laughs) I'm so curious to get to the part where you tell me what you think is going to happen in the rest of this show. I mean, I'm sure not that, but also probably that. (laughs) And then we have a smash cut to the guy who ran away from Bai earlier, the blonde dude who tried to attack them. And he's in this office and he's being held down to a chair and there's It's not a knife. It's like a big bayonet that's being held against his throat. Mm -hmm. And there's this guy who's the leader in the office who's like, you were just supposed to follow them and not interfere. And the blonde guy tells him that, well, there was an explosion, which this guy in the office didn't know, which is really interesting to me because it means the guy in the office was having them followed for a completely different reason than this robbery. Mm-hmm. which wasn't my assumption until the blonde guy told him about the explosion. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, the evil man has his vague speech about how he wants the timeline moved up and the scientist has a purple thing and he's like, yeah, the potion is getting better. So let me feed it to this mouse and we'll put the cat in with the <laughs> mouse and see who wins. And the mouse wins. It goes like, Super Saiyan and kills everyone. (laughs) Well, it kills the cat. It doesn't kill everyone. (laughs) That's fair. Because everyone, that'd be a very bad show. Imagine. (laughs) The the first episode just ends with a mouse going Super Saiyan and killing all the characters. (laughs) Okay. To be fair, I wasn't saying all the characters. I meant just like everyone in that room. The episode ends with a smash cut to a villain you've never seen before. (laughs) Who's very obviously supposed to be the show's main villain. And then a mouse just kills him and he's in the episode. That would be incredible. And then I guess the mouse would become the new villain. Yeah, that's true. And then you would have a mouse villain. So anyways, I support that. And that's my (laughs) non-canon ending to this episode. No, he just kills the cat. And then the scientist is like, who do you want your first victim to be? He doesn't say victim. I'm saying victim. (laughs) I think he says test subject. Yeah, which, to be fair, victim. Yeah. (laughs) And the evil guy says, we just got a volunteer, which to me implies it's going to be the blonde dude. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's done. The mouse kills everyone. The mouse killed everyone. End of show. (laughs) All right. So what do you think, based on that, uh, is... is, uh, What's going to happen in the show? Yeah. 
I think that the mouse kills everyone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I think mm-hmm. is that the guy who is doing the weird science experiment. The okay, I'll tell you their names. The the guy, the main evil guy with like the red eye, uh, his name is Silco. Okay. And then the other guy, the like scientist with him, I think his name is Singed. Singed. Because that's because he's a he's another League of Legends character, I I think, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm mixing him up with someone. But I don't actually remember if they ever say his name in the show. He's just like the scientist. Okay. Yeah, but the important one is Silco. Silco. So I think Silco, I don't know what his reason for being into these kids is. I don't, mm-hmm. I said that in a way that made it sound <laughs> a lot worse than it probably Yeah, not is. into like that. <laughs> Stalking them. Mm-hmm. Which also sounds bad. Why he was having these children followed. Yeah, sure, that. Not great either. But anyways, he's a villain. Uh, I think eventually, when the potion is stable, he wants to take it himself so that he can become big and evil and kill everyone. I don't know why he wants to kill everyone. (laughs) I'm a little confused because to me, there are like three big plots going on. And Mm -hmm. one of them is Silco. And I have the least number of guesses for what is happening with Silco and what he wants. (laughs) Uh Because he seems somewhat entirely unrelated to the Blue Gems, but at the same time must be related. Mm -hmm. But... If he was the owner of that workshop, then his reaction to being told that these kids are the ones who blew up his workshop is, like, so underwhelming. (laughs) So I don't think he owns the workshop. Mm -hmm. I think maybe his ex-boyfriend, who's, like, the good (laughs) side of their relationship, owns the workshop. And they were working together to make these, like, weird electrical compounds. But Silco was never as good as his boyfriend. His boyfriend only wanted these things to do good. So they broke up. And Silco's like, I'm not a good enough scientist on my own. So I have to hire Singe to do this for me. To do evil. I love this. (laughs) So that's what I think is going on there. Okay. And... (laughs) I think Powder is going to learn how to use these blue things and what's going Mm -hmm. on and figure out how to make her own bombs. And she's going to have a super cool, like, inventor plot line. I really like Powder. She's Mm -hmm. she's super cool, too. Vi, despite the warning she just got, is going to continue to do stupid shit because that's Mm -hmm. who she is as a person. Of course. So she just keeps getting them into more and more trouble until she gets, like, embroiled in something. She shouldn't, like the war between these two boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to that's right and put that into the rest of my things. Yes, I'm okay, yes. I'm not criticism on that point. No, assume it's right. That's a great, that's a great take. Anyways, so Vi gets them all in trouble and she's kind of pushing Powder maybe to do more things and Powder is like, now people think I'm useful so I have to keep making these things but Powder's having an existential crisis about doing these bad things because that's not necessarily what she wants to do but her big sister really wants to like kill a bunch of people. (laughs) I don't know why that seems like Vi's vibe to me. I think she's great. I just think she does want to kill a bunch of people. Fair. And I don't really know how that ends. I assume they end up getting captured by Silco who wants... Who, okay, here's my take. They end up getting captured by Silco, who Uh is like, 
I want Powder to be my little evil minion assistant. And by you, I'm going to give you the chance to take this potion that will make you stronger than anyone. And you'll be able to take out all of the enforcers. And I think the very last scene of this show is by holding this potion, considering whether or not to drink it. Mmm. And I've forgotten if there is another plot line I am missing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think Vander is a disappointed dad all through the episodes. I think he just Mm. comes in and is like, why did you do this? You're my children. And he sits down and talks to them. And this is part of every single episode, despite how out of place it would be. Like, Vi goes and gets in a mega awful battle between the two boyfriends and gets hurt and is about to drink this potion. And then you smash cut back to Vander sitting there being like, Vi, why have you made this decision? I am very disappointed in you. And that's actually the last scene of the show. Oh my god. <laughs> I absolutely love this this version of, <laughs> of what you think happens. Call me League of Legends. I'm writing season two. Uh, <laughs> season two is an AU of this season <laughs> where things go differently. No, that was perfectly canon. I got that 100% right. <laughs> I mean... You got a few things right. Okay. Sort of. Like the boyfriends. Well, (laughs) the owner of the Blue Gems is not Silco's boyfriend, but I would argue that Silco and Vander's history together could maybe be boyfriends. (laughs) Very good. Okay. Yeah, if I had to say anyone is Silco's boyfriend that he no longer gets along with, it would be Vander. That's kind of his whole deal with Vander is they used to be like BFFs and then now they have very different takes on how they should handle running the underworld, basically. Okay, so Silco is like a disgruntled ex-stepdad and Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to teach your kids my way. And Vander's like, no, Silco, you can't teach my kids to live your way. They're my children, not yours. And Silco's like... I raised them with you when we were together. They were mine then. Um, something like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think before I decide how much I'm going to tell you about what happens in the show, I'm going to skip ahead to the question of, do you think you would watch more of this show? Might. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't 100% think that, like, I will watch all of the show in one day, like we did with Mary Happy, whatever. <laughs> Fair. But, okay, this is a weird vibe. Okay. This show is the type of thing that makes me want to start writing again. I think oh. it's so interesting. I think the concept is so cool. The characters are really interesting. I really like, I guess there's not a lot of backstory here, but I like mm-hmm. how the backstory was done and what details we could get out of that going forward. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of want to watch more of it. It might like take me a while, but I I think I would watch it. Okay. First of all, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) Um, Second of all, I'll I'll give you a little bit of what happens in this, but I'll try to be vague. I won't give any big spoilers. To be fair... Vague spoilers make me more likely to watch something. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, it was spoiled for me. I'm not going to do it. So, but do be vague because... Okay. 
Um, but tell me if they're boyfriends. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, like I said, Silco and Vander have a whole history. That's a big plot line. The main thing about this show is that the first three episodes are this time period when Vi and um, Powder are kids and it's all kind of within the same little chunk of time. After episode three, before episode four, there's a time skip. I don't know exactly how long the time skip is. They don't say in years, but I'm guessing it's anywhere from like five to ten years because after the time skip, Vi and Powder, I would say, are either late teens, early 20s kind of age. They're older and so are all the other characters. No, just them. Just them. They (laughs) aged up, but nobody else did. Well, because there's some other characters you meet who are like, they're already, I would say, probably like in their 20s. So then they're in like, maybe their late 20s or whatever. But regardless, there's like a time skip. So there's that. And I would say there's kind of like two big plot lines in this show that are kind of interconnected. But um, there's the whole story about like, everything that's happening with like Vi and Powder and Silco and everything. And then there's what's happening. So where they live, it's the Undercity is what it's called. And then there's what's happening in Piltover, which is the big fancy city that they steal from at the beginning. And so in the beginning of the second episode, we meet the person that they stole from and he has a whole story. And then their stories kind of intertwine, but you don't really get anything of that storyline in the pilot. But yeah, so Jace is the guy who's the inventor that they steal from. And he's also an important character. And so is um, his friend and stuff. So there's a whole plot line that you didn't talk about because you don't really know about it yet. What do you mean? The plot line I totally guessed about Jace and Silco <laughs> being in love? That's the First of all, Jace is so much younger than Silco. Second of all, Jace has a person that I ship him with already and it's not okay, Silco. Okay, I'm sorry. But on that note... Before I talk a little bit more about it, um, do you want to guess who my favorite character is? One of my favorite characters you did meet. My other favorite character is introduced in the second episode, so you wouldn't know. I mean, my guess would be Vi. Yeah. <laughs> I love Vi. Vi is so cool. And adult Vi, or like late teens Vi, I'm so in love with her. <laughs> is your second favorite character Vi's girlfriend? No, but I do love Vi's girlfriend. My second favorite <laughs> character is Jace's boyfriend. Okay. Um, his name is Victor, and he's a really interesting character, too. He has a, a whole storyline that you will see if you watch the rest of the show. But yeah, do you do you want to guess, guess my favorite ship? You kind of already said it. Vi and her girlfriend. Yes. There's a girl named Caitlin, who you also meet in the second episode, who once Vi's an adult, like in episodes four onward, Vi and Caitlin meet, and they have so much chemistry. (laughs) I had seen people online, like, shipping them and, like, posting things about them. But, like, I didn't expect it to be as canon as it is. (laughs) Like, they never kiss on screen, but I would be not surprised at all if they do in season two. Because the chemistry is so much. And also, at one point, they go to a brothel together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Vi is very flirty in that. And then she also, like, she's trying to get Caitlyn to get information at this brothel. And she's like, you need to, like, use your charm because you're really hot. She literally tells Caitlyn she's hot. Uh, And then she's (laughs) like, what would you, what do you prefer, men or women, like, to go flirt with to get information? And Caitlyn just kind of, like, doesn't answer. And then later at the brothel, Vi sees Caitlyn, like, talking to this woman, like, one of the women at the brothel, like, being very, like, flirty with her and stuff. So... Caitlyn lesbian, very 
<laughs> very plausible, canon. very canon. And gosh, the scenes between Vi and Caitlin, there's no way to read them not as romantic. <laughs> um, it's very good. Incredible. Yeah. And then my other favorite ship is, so there's Jace, who's the guy who they stole from. Victor is another guy who works at this university where he works and who ends up helping him with his research. And then there's another character named Mel, who's like um, a counselor. She's like a politician. And she and Jace are a canon ship. Jace and Victor have a lot of chemistry. I think the three of them should get, just get together. They're, they would make a very good OT3. <laughs> I support it. Um, so that's my other favorite ship. I guess that answers our canon queers question. Yeah, I did. Oh, I kind of skipped ahead to that. No, it's the ships should and do spoil that often. I I wouldn't say there is 100% canon gaze, but Vi and Caitlin are really looking like... They they would be. They will be. Yeah, I hope so. I I hope this isn't, like, very queer baby, because (laughs) if it's not canon, it's too purposeful to not... Like, they know what they're doing. Fair, fair. Yeah, especially with that stuff at the brothel, like... (laughs) <laughs> you know exactly what you're doing when you make those scenes. A brothel is a hard uh, sell to be. Yeah. Completely yeah. platonic. Yeah. Especially when, when Kate, like, she straight up asks Caitlin, do you prefer men or women? Caitlin doesn't answer. And then we see Caitlin with a woman later. Like, that's Caitlin's answer. Yeah. Yes. So there's that. The other thing you kind of got right is Powder becoming Silco's little assistant person working with Silco. Nice, nice. I love it, working with the dad's ex. Mm-hmm. Powder is a very interesting character. I don't know how much I want to say, because if you don't know what happens with her, it's very spoilery. Is Powder the one who becomes evil, not by? I support it. <laughs> don't tell me. I support it. Yeah, she has a really interesting story. She's great. I think you will love adult Powder. Powder is low-key my favorite character at this point. I think when you get to the time skip, I feel like she will be your favorite character. (laughs) God, I'm excited. There's another character that is not in the first episode, um, but she's in a lot of the rest of it. Her name is Savika, and she works for Silco, and she's one of my other favorite characters. She is such a badass. (laughs) And when she gets older, I mean, she's already kind of, like, really tough and strong, but when she's an adult, Vi is just, like, super buff and super fighty. (laughs) And... She and Savika, Savika's also really buff, have two fights, two, like, fist fights that are both really good. (laughs) And I love this show for having so many female characters who are such badasses and who are quite, like, masculine, kind of, or, like, Mm -hmm. or, or fall into tropes that are usually, like, for male characters. We meet Mel's mom later on in the show, and... Her mom is the... I don't know if she's technically a queen. She's the ruler of another kingdom. And she's, like, not a character you would think would be a female character. Like, if this character was, like, the king of this land, you would be like, oh, yeah, they're really tough and they're very, like... uh, She, she like, hires a, a prostitute as soon as she shows up to this town and is just has this prostitute with her all the time and is not, like, subtle about it (laughs) and is very, like, indulgent and, like, violent and angry and, like, these things that would be, like, ooh, this, like, evil king or whatever. But, like, with a female character, it's so, like, 
not a character I've ever seen before, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's very interesting. There's a lot of female characters in this that are very interesting. The other thing is that the show has a lot of male characters that get, like, arguably, like, fridged. That, like, <laughs> get killed off Sorry. exclusively to feed the female characters' story arcs, if that makes sense. And I, it's, like, there's very few female characters that die. And there's a lot of male characters that die. And it's usually as part of a female character's, like, story arc, if that makes sense. Interesting. I feel like they really reversed that trope. I'm not 100% sure I support it, but it it interests me. Yeah, I don't know if I would say... Fridged might not be the right word, because fridged is very, like... Fridged is very... uh, To me, and maybe this isn't what it actually means, but to me, fridged is very start of the story. Like, Mm -hmm. you are... This character isn't someone who would ever have done this unless his wife had died. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's exactly the term, but, like, I don't know. Just, like, there's often, like, a female character that dies and it becomes part of the main char- the male character's motivation and story. Yeah. And this is, like, reverse of that happens a few times in this show. But it's done well in a way that I don't feel like is, like, a waste of those characters or feels badly written fair i don't know it's just it's just interesting i feel like the show really worked for me in terms of like what they did with their female characters where a lot of shows disappoint me in that area (laughs) also the animation gorgeous the music incredible it's very it's very pretty i really like the opening sequence with the red fog i thought that was really cool Mm-hmm. I also, when I rewatched the the pilot today, because I watched the whole show once already, and this was the first time I rewatched the pilot, and the song that she's singing at the beginning there, mm-hmm. the lyrics are so relevant to the plot. When I watched it the first time, I like barely paid attention to what she was singing, and it didn't really mean anything. But then, like reading, because I had the subtitles on this time, reading the lyrics of what she's singing and knowing the plot of the show, I was like, oh, this song is very like purposefully chosen. Like, it's not, like, a, just a random song. Like, what she's singing is very relevant, which was cool. That is cool. I think I've asked all the questions in a bit of a out-of-order way. But you've gotten through them. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I do hope that you watch this eventually. And if you do, I hope you like it. And I hope you like my OT3. <laughs> I'm sure I'll love your OT3. Do you want to know what you're watching next two weeks from now? Yes, I do want to know what I'm watching two weeks from now, or possibly more than two weeks from now. From now, well, two weeks from now, two weeks in podcast time, and in podcast time, possibly much further out in real time. <laughs> um, yes, what am I watching? Okay, so new game because I had a few things on my mind. I was thinking the last couple of days. I was like, what do I want Natasha to watch? Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple things this week where I'm either like really into it or I was thinking oh or like it came up or somehow so Mm -hmm. I have four options for you oh okay they're written down on a piece of paper in no particular (laughs) order okay I want you to choose a number between one and four ooh okay um uh ooh I'm gonna choose two two okay we are watching the OC okay (laughs) (laughs) I've I know a little bit about the OC. I know a few people who really like it, so. But, I, but I've but i never watched it, and I know not that much. 
I don't know that you will like the OC. I think you'll <laughs> really like Seth. Okay. The pilot of the OC is such a weird vibe. I'm excited. I'm excited. I also used to think that the OC was a hospital show because I mixed up OC and OR. (laughs) So I know that that's not true now, but for a long time, I thought like in my head, the title was the OR and it was a hospital show. I wish it was a hospital show with all the same (laughs) characters because that would be that show wild. (laughs) We'll have to come up with that AU next next episode. Yeah, the reason the OC was on my mind was because you sent me that tweet that was like, a tiny Seth Cohen who lives in the vents <laughs> of the school. Oh, yes, that was a good tweet. <laughs> good time. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we're happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. You can email us your thoughts and questions at epiphanies at gmail.com. You can mm-hmm. tweet us or follow us on Instagram at epiphaniespod. Rate us on iTunes. We Please. would love that so much. And Natasha will read your thing and she will make a fan fiction out of your username. That's oh not my true. Gosh. I just I'll try. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll make a three sentence fan fiction based on your username. We'll make a Silco J's fanfic for you. <laughs> Jesse's going to be the first person who ships Silco Jace in this fandom. For uh, no reason. <laughs> it won't have anything to do with the show. Silco and Jace do interact in the show. By kissing. So. Because they're boyfriends. <laughs> Gosh, I want you to watch this show and then for you to tell me if you can still find it in your heart to ship Silco and Jace. Well, it's Silco and Vander. And what happened was Silco mm. and Vander were raising their kids together. And mm-hmm. then Vander, on one sad night, hooked up with Jace. <laughs> oh, Silco God. broke up with him. Out off of like this was a long time coming. Like Silco and Vander have very different um, opinions on how to raise children. Uh huh. And it was a long time coming, and then this hookup happened, and Silco was like, "You know what? I'm out." But he was really mad about it, and he was like, "You know what? Jace stole my man. I'm going to destroy Jace." But then when he goes to destroy Jace, he's like, "Whoops! Jace is hot." And then he hooked up with Jace. Um, so they're all kind of in this weird love triangle where they've all slept together, but they also all hate each other. Wow. That's that's a great that's a great AU. I can't I can't wait to read your fifty thousand word fanfic about this. Okay, I'll get on it. Okay, good. Sounds good. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you your predictions for what happens with Silco and Chase are more accurate than mine, and they probably are because you are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye.